This is a vision where every chain is specialized, providing certain values. In our case, as Jure, we are concretely, we are shipping building blocks or modules that enables specific logics that can be composed in different ways. Welcome back, everybody, to the CityDAO pod, where we talk about network cities, the network state, the future of human civilization as we know it, and a ton of other related subjects. The easiest way for you to support the show is to please take just five seconds of your time, one, two, three, four, five, subscribe and like the show, whether you're on Spotify or Apple, just subscribe to us, give us a five-star review if you liked it, and a one-liner like, hey, I like this show, and click submit. That goes a long way to help with our rankings, and it means a lot to me, so it's my only ask of you today. Now, as a reminder, today, as of this year, I should say, CityDAO is the first to put real physical land ownership into a DAO LLC and to put the governance of that land on-chain via NFTs. Uh, we work closely with Wyoming, and we're excited about the future of this. And the intention is to take steps towards a better functioning civilization for us all. So remember to join in the discussions on our Discord and follow us on Twitter. Your voice matters a lot. Your input is important. And without further ado, here with us today on the pod is Alessandro, the founder of Jure. Now, Jure claims to bring power back to the people with a blockchain for building new societies, governance systems, and network states. And he's going to explain to us what that even means in his own words. So I found Jure on Bology's top 20 network state projects online, but you can find Jure online at jure.io. That's J-U-R.io. And the links to that are going to be in the show notes to this episode. So if you didn't catch that, just check out the website. And it's podcast.citydow.io, and you can find those links right there. So, Alessandro, how are you doing, man? Hello, Eric. I mean, I'm great. Really glad to be here today. I'm doing great. Thanks a lot. And I'm very excited to be here with you. And I will, for sure, after this conversation going on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and put the five stars as you <laughs> were asking. I love your content and what you do. I think this is the precise moment in the industry where there is a need for publishing content, engaging in conversations and debating about natural states and uh, adjacent topics. So I'm very excited to be here. In the end, Web3 started as a kind of, if we want to generalize as a financial layer, mainly Bitcoin demonstrated something that was thought impossible before, stateless and trustless management of money in a borderless way, of course without intermediaries. Uh, I think that the next step for Web3 will be to become a governance layer. And we are building actually a trustless general purpose coordination layer. And at this, probably in this specific moment of technology evolution, having this kind of chats is a crucial. So I am also jumping in, inviting everyone that is listening to participate in our Discord of Jure. We are constantly actually evolving and iterating. There will be so many things new in the next three months out. Every week you will see something quite relevant out. So the best way for doing that at this stage is simply participating for free. And it's fun. It is fun. And, and thanks for leaving the five-star review, man. I, I appreciate it. I'm going to give you guys a good review too. <laughs> so look, let's, okay. let's start out of the gate hot here. When, in your opinion, will a network state project, doesn't matter what project it is, when will any network state project achieve the ultimate and gain a seat at United Nations with recognition as a country status by other nations? When do you think that's going to happen? In my view, it will take a very long time and it will be extremely complex. So that's why we actually are working on a different path. And that said, if you want to tell me, I mean, <laughs> I hate to do predictions, but let's say 2035, if I have to pick up a number, I see that. It could happen, Eric. It could happen by 2035. 
As always, when we discuss about these subject matters, I think it's important to make a disclaimer slash to go a bit more in depth and asking a couple of more maybe home-related questions, which are, first of all, do we really need a place or a seat among the club of the United Nations or to be, does a natural state require a full recognition according to the existing, at least, legal framework? For example, according to the Monte Montevideo Convention, and so far and so on. In my view, no. In my view, so we have a few different ideas compared to, for example, the excellent work of Palaji. In my view, natural states are going to be a spectrum of meanings. There won't be a single concept of natural state. There won't be, as today, there is no one single concept of startup, right? There are multiple types of startups, multiple types of execution, even completely different theories behind. If you took the handbook for doing startups in uh, the SaaS, play in vertical, it's going to be different compared to B2C startups in the healthcare space. And if you read the book of Levelcio, the founder of Nomad List, the famous, and uh, I really like this guy called the Nomad King. I think you also are a nomad, so you, you will know him. He ha- actually is a very strong, actually, fan and supporter of the concept of bootstrapping startups and avoiding VCs funding. So a same approach and the same kind of differences in viewing how a network state should take place and even what a network state should represent, I think will happen in, in this kind of matter. So the first point is, in my view, there will be different concepts of network states. To share more specific points or ideas, I rather think that one simple and necessary step will be to achieve the status of a quasi or sort of special economic zone. So I think this is a feasible and quite useful step for a potential natural state. What does it mean? It means that instead of waiting for a decade in having very complex dialogues with institutions that, in my view, will only create further frictions and misunderstandings, I think that one simple and probably more coherent with a startup approach way of doing an natural state is to build something, get traction, create value for your community, for a group of people, and immediately get one form of recognition within a specific offline jurisdiction so that you can practice, experiment, iterate. And then you can go above and think, okay, what's next? If you start thinking, oh yeah, when is going to happen? Let's do that happening in the shortest time period. In my view, it will be complex. We have quite a lot of experience in working alongside with institutions. I have met multiple excellent people on the public sphere, essentially, from politicians or uh, public administrators or CEOs or team members of the innovation companies uh, in different states or jurisdictions. Jure has done a few things with institutions so far. What I can tell you is that it takes time. I would like to do an analogy. It's like if a state is already grown up and scaled corporation or company, which is at that point very far from the startup phase. And as you know, there are politics, there are internal balances to be respected. Why? Because there is a lot at stake, clearly. There is a tradition that I think it has always a value. So I would probably suggest to go on the start in the startup way, bid first, break things fast eventually, iterate, create value, stick one kind of recognition internally, especially economic zone, and then you, you might go on the next step. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no question that we're in the infancy of what a network state is. The vast majority of people that I mentioned it to have never heard it before. They don't even know. So it's natural to think that 
something's going to evolve, no matter what that thing is, from its infancy into something else or, or grow and expand. So it makes a lot of sense. So when I read through what Jura is doing, you're building this blockchain specifically for network state ventures. But I have to be honest, I don't fully understand exactly what that means. I don't fully understand what Jura is doing. So I wondered if you could explain how Jura fits into this picture and what sort of support you're providing to network state ventures that are starting to pop up. And what would be the difference between building on, let's say, the Ethereum blockchain like CityDAO did, or over here, or like Jordan at AstroDAO, he launches everything on Near. And so I'm curious, what would be different about Jure? Yeah, that's a great question. So let me first of all tell you, I mean, I don't know when this podcast will be published, but we are releasing the updated documentation. There will be a new website and every week something will happen. Stay tuned. You will see also next week we will release something quite important. So as I was telling you, we are iterating and iterating fast. That's why the current website and there is no documentation that is fully clear and expanded. We will get into these steps in the next weeks. You and everyone who is listening actually will see. So I can't tell that much, but I, I'm very interested in providing a clarification about the vision and what we are currently building now, even if the documentation is not yet out in, in the full architecture already. So first of all, we are building on Polkadot. So as you know, Polkadot and Cosmos, when we talk about these projects, we need to enter in a multi-chain concept. So this is a vision where every chain is specialized, providing certain values. In our case, as Jure, we are concretely shipping, and you will see next week actually something, <laughs> we are shipping building blocks or modules that enables specific logics that can be composed in different ways. So it's a modular composable infrastructure or series of modules that you can build up as you prefer. You can ask me, okay, Ale, but okay, why then a kind of dedicated chain? Couldn't you achieve that in different ways or with different techniques? In general, everything is possible, but there are particular benefits when you enter in a multi-chain concept and in a multi-chain ecosystem in doing that with your own chain. And the reasons are that you are providing increased security and you're providing increased actually certainty to the user and to the final user about how you are going to update your protocol or your stack. What do I mean? The whole Polkadot concept, and again, also Polkadot is relatively new for certain perspectives. And in my view, will do and will evolve so much during this bear market. I invite everyone to follow the project in general. And again, this is absolutely not a financial advice or whatever. I'm referring to governance too and the introduction of governance too specifically. So I was saying why a chain on Polkadot ensures something interesting for us. Two reasons. One reason is, as you know, Ethereum got very badly congested in the past due to CryptoKitties. This is one historical fact that, of course, can be fixed. Maybe it has been already fixed. But still, when you have a general purpose chain running multiple types of applications, what can happen is that one specific vertical creates a congestion of the traffic, for example. And this generates problems to adjacent verticals. So this is one type of problems that having your chain will prevent. The second and reason that I'm personally more interested with is that you can customize more your own infrastructure and modules for your specific needs. In my view, for many applications and use cases, in general, blockchains are not going to be one size fits all for various reasons. So to have your own chain where you can customize the modules and the different layers of the logic this is going to pay back in the medium and long term. Maybe in the short term, it won't pay that much back. 
But I think, and again, this is my personal perspective, and I'm really happy to discuss it. In my view, it's time to build stuff in Web3 with keeping in mind sustainability and somehow long-term also value. If we keep building or if someone in crypto keeps building with the idea of, okay, let's make in the next six months the most, and then who does care if this doesn't make sense or if this is not sustainable? In my view, this is not going to create a real impact. This is not going to change the world. This is not going to create a concrete, measurable, tangible improvement of human society in this field. So this is the specific vertical that requires a different approach. As always, we are experimenting. Maybe we're thinking something today which is not perfectly right, but we made a lot of effort in choosing carefully and asking many feedback and iterating fast for now, a bit in kind of stealth mode, to be honest, for building the right path, at least. What's an example of a building block, though? What would be one of these building blocks for network state ventures? So the first actually four are going to be one network state module that I'm going to describe, one treasury module, one dispute resolution module, and one oracle module. So these will be the four core initial modules of Jure that are, in our view, the sort of minimum viable network state stack. You will see that in the documentation. Names might change and evolve. We have a very active community, so feedback will actually produce immediate changes. But just to repeat, there will be one network state module, one Oracle module, one treasury module, and one dispute resolution module. Then we have other about six and eight, which are work in progress, and they will evolve accordingly. So let me explain to you which, which is a bit the architecture and the concept, at least on a high level of these modules. So, and how we interpreted the need of enabling the creation of Netro states or, or other entities. Before that, just one overarching somehow clarification, which is crucial. Otherwise, there is a missing step. Why we're doing this instead of building our own network state and that's it? Or why we're doing this instead of creating one startup society? This would be more correct. The reason why is that to keep it very simple, this is the time. And the most important thing in my view is to enable the competition among startup societies among different forms of human organization, and only this competition will enable real progress. So in other terms, our vision is what can we do for providing value and what can we do for creating a true impact for somehow reopening the frontiers? What we can do that really matters is to enable 10,000 founders to create and innovate. So instead of aiming to create Google or aiming to create I don't know, a specific company or a specific project or a specific protocol, we think that the best way for executing in this historical context is to enable a kind of Silicon Valley or a kind of ecosystem of creators. This is what is very needed. Otherwise, natural states will, in my view, won't make it because it's, they are very complex. Even the Web3 industry, for certain reason, is early. It's still very much speculation-oriented instead of technology and real application-oriented. So in this specific phase, what we want to enable is this kind of competition and opening. So that's the reason why we're doing this. That's also why one of the payoffs that we're going to use is going to be one-click country, which is, of course, a kind of simplified way for explaining the concept. We want to enable a kind of one-click network state or one-click net or startup society or one-click country ecosystem. So with that said, how does the network state module works? The simpler way for explaining that is that you can create very quickly and, and in a also, I would say, in a hopefully pleasant way, we will provide 
initial user interfaces and initial DAP for using this infrastructure so that non-developers can get in and easily create a society. The first step is to create a society which evolves into a nation and into a state as more the community matures. So how does this module work? The simplified functioning is the first step when the founder creates a society is to enable the members of this society to participate on on-chain polls and vote in order to determine the commonalities. So this first step is aimed to define the ethos of this own society. This step is entirely founder-led. So we have to take a decision, at least for version one. In version two, three, four, we will offer multiple variations of logics, of course. But on version one, this is a founder-led initiative. So the founder makes proposals and the members can vote. So on a high level, you can see this module working as, and this is something new. This is an approach completely different from DAOs. We don't start offering an initial society token offering. This will come actually afterwards. It's a different module. It will be the finance module. This is not part of the initial core, by the way. We want to focus on values first. Well, how many network state projects are going to be in the next couple of years? Like I can think of, oh, I don't know, maybe a dozen off the top of my head. And there's going to be more that pop up and some might not make it either. I think Afropolitan, they're just about to do their mint basically now. They're finally going on chain. There's definitely some clear steps forward by a number of network state related ventures. And really, we are in the infancy still of not just network states, but of blockchain. So it's really cool to start thinking that there's building blocks and no-code solutions and point-and-click functionality layers that can be built specifically for different types of communities and for network state ventures. And imagine this future in five years from now, or whatever, however long it is, and a startup society can launch with a dozen layers of tried and tested and tweaked functionality already built in. I mean, the amount of time that we spend in CityDAO trying to figure out governance, it's astounding because there are legitimate concerns from a legitimate uh, multitude of different angles. And somehow we have to find that common ground. And it's very time consuming. And that's just part of being the first, right? Part of being the first wave anyways. To be part of the first wave, to be some of the first pioneers means that you might end up without a shelter, or you might be weathering through big storms, or you might end up hiking through a big canyon that you didn't expect. We're creating that roadmap. And that's just part of the process. So everyone here at CityDAO, we just do our best and forge ahead. I think about people in the early days discovering North America, the northern parts, and landing on a shore of just this dense forest and crazy snow and blizzard conditions and big bears and cougars all over the place trying to eat. And <laughs> it's a wild thing to be a pioneer. So it's really encouraging to hear projects like Jure building the specific tools that we need that's based on the feedback that we provide. So can CityDAO provide feedback to you on what type of stuff to build? We would love, we would absolutely love it. I really like CityDAO, actually. I really like CityDAO and actually a part of me would like to be out there (laughs) doing the first person one example of society and partially we will do it. Stay stay tuned. But as, as a kind of meta layer, because part of me would like to be somehow ends on and doing actually and be the founder of one society and then then evolving. But on the other side, we made this decision, which in my view, someone has to do it and I love to do it as well. So definitely we are learning a lot by every experience in this field. And if we can find a way, it would be fantastic to receive feedback and generalize certain logics or process, especially because as just to clarify something, I think we are completely aligned, but for everyone who is listening, this is a matter of enlarging somehow the 
overall market and pie. Competition at this stage, it's, frankly speaking, it's quite a known problem because it's something so new that the, the major, I think, friction and problem is to bring to light the whole concept of network state and the path for going there. So instead of probably staying more closer and saying, oh yeah, I'm doing something instead of uh, some, someone else did something different. So definitely, and only through experience, like of projects on CDDAO, you can build something meaningful. And you are completely right, Eric. We also have spent so much time also with adjacent projects you will hear very, very soon about. And it takes time. It's full of great frictions. When you're building Web3, it's not building Web2. You need more time. You need to ask yourself more questions. There are implications on the also financial side, the token economy, game theory, and governance is one of the major, in my view, issues of Web3 because participation is incredibly low. If it reaches 5%, it's a miracle <laughs> usually. So, And this is terrible. This is objectively terrible for the entire industry. So learning is fundamental. To give you an idea also, again, these are just thoughts. I'm not here for today being prescriptive on anything. I think this is the beauty of having this, this kind of chats. It's what I'm personally very excited on Jure and in general of the sector, but at least of, of the Jure immediate next steps is not really about natural states. I'm a bit shy always when I talk about natural states because it's, again, it's like if, at least from my perspective, it's sometimes talking about ITO stage startups. I think what really excites me is the stage of societies. I think this is an untapped concept and market, and this is what we are really enabling. We enable, so this is probably the real initial value proposition of Juro, because if we say, oh yeah, Juro is building a natural state infrastructure blockchain, I don't know, something in me doesn't totally like it. What I prefer to say, that's why even the wording will reflect that. We are enabling Web3 societies as a new phenomenon where we have Everyone has to learn a lot, but also have a lot of fun, which is the key element of differentiation between a society and the DAO. The society does not arise from the idea of collectively managing assets. There is no token initiative. This is very similar to the Balaji, essentially, framework. So the society is born around the idea of sharing and finding, eventually, commonalities. And then we move it forward. After this step, we coordinate and we develop an internal economy. But we don't start with an internal economy on day one. And this is, in my view, the real experiment and the kind of lab that we are building up. And this is the cool stuff, in my view. For sure, in Web3, there will be a need of a financial aspect. We will be very happy to enable, at a certain point, very hopefully sustainable and well taught. We will do our best, for sure, at least for enabling them, initial society or whatever token offerings. But... That one is, let's find something different. So this is personally what I think it's needed. And in that sense, to get feedback and constantly would be great. Even logics or we would love to build multiple logics. To be also fair, but again, it's just uh, shared ideas and thoughts. Personally, I was saying I really love every project on the dashboard. I see different kind of approaches, different kind of visions. And fantastic founders. Why? Because in this space, there is a need of pioneers that understand Web3, they understand crypto, they understand technology, they have strong tech foundations or at least very clear, I mean, product skills, besides, of course, community building and whatever else. But in my view, as I was saying, the concept even of natural state will be a spectrum of concepts. The market will be larger than we think. There will be variations of, I would say, societal constructs out there. And in my view, there will be a need not only for a type of founder that could be today a founder also of a company, but there will be 
also a need of society and future natural states founders that wouldn't be qualifiable today for running a tech company. Why? Because ultimately, this has to be a phenomenon run by people very good in creating a community, in potentially creating a nation for real or a Web3 nation at least or a digital nation. These are the type of people who, as Jure, we want to enable. And these people might not be technically supervised. And today, Web3 is very complex, especially if we, depending also which is the vertical you, you operate within. So we want to make it easy also for these kind of founders. Potentially, they will create something slightly different from the things that today the initial pioneers with super strong backgrounds in tech and visions are creating. So this is part, not all of the vision we have, but this is part of the vision I have. I like, I mean, even if we're building logics, we will be trying to do our best to build a kick-ass UXs. I think that even in Web3, the user experience makes a difference. And in my view, this is how we can scale and, first of all, learn and secondly, eventually create a true impact. Again, this is just at this point a kind of feeling. I really feel that in order to this concept of natural state to um, really actually achieve a kind of maturity stage, we need people that already have a a community of 1 million plus people, that already have a sort of highly aligned community of followers, maybe former politicians, maybe, who knows, online influencers, or I wouldn't say celebrities, but who knows, maybe this happens or so far and so on. We don't know. And again, I want to remark, in my view, there will be a series of natural states concepts. Some of them will be ideologic. Some of them will be non-ideologic. This is also, for example, a differentiation. As soon as I have time, I will write about. Mabalaji is awesome, of course. He's fantastic. And he enabled the entire, actually, discussion. In my view, the major credit to Balaji is he removed, in my view, a taboo. Let's be honest, I don't know you, Eric, but personally, I wouldn't be here talking about the metro states versus national states, how we can evolve the concept of human organization. Why? Because without such a book and such a kind of statement from Balaji with his track record, we all would look like a bit uh, quixotic or eventually a bit, uh, I don't know, a kind going against institutions. Instead, Balaji enabled these discussions to be held with confidence. So I think Balaji is awesome. However, Balaji created a blueprint for a specific type of natural state. And the blueprint is for ideologic natural states. For example, it's not a coincidence that his examples are, let's create a keto kosher society or a vegan country or a vegan natural state or whatever. In my view, there will be other versions of natural states which will be non-ideologic, which will only be focused in providing a better service to citizens in a more efficient way. And there would be even other types of natural states, which could be Web3 versions of current international global NGOs, and many more. So what I see is that, again, to make an analogy, the initial group of founders quoted in the dashboard of Balaji are building one type of natural states. What we want to enable also is a different type, maybe, made by people that may maybe are not so strong in Web3, but they are excellent in uh, moving uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people and so on and the like. Also, again, I have a question for you. Out of curiosity, on the tail of my considerations, what about your position about, do you see existing national states to adopt Web3 so that potentially an existing national state becomes partially a network state? Okay. 
Okay, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not aware of any region geographically that has explicitly stated that they want to move on chain or decentralize voting more or open up some sort of NFT style proposal submission or voting process. I'm not aware of any existing state or region on earth that is trying to do that. You got to think about it. For a country to volitionally say that they want to become a network state, you could say, they have to give up power. The existing political system would probably not look the same. And it would also mark a clear stance against whatever federal government they might have, for example. So these are interesting questions that I would have to imagine that just because I haven't heard of any doesn't mean that there aren't some out there. I have to assume that somewhere out there is a region, a geographical region of political leaders that are saying, you know what, we need to do this. We need to jump and decentralize our processes. We need to go on chain. We need to increase transparency and bring full clarity on where funds are moving inside the government and where money is going. We need to increase accountability. I'd have to imagine that there are at least some people in some regions in the political landscape that are thinking about this and want to introduce it and maybe have already been having those conversations. Maybe they got shut down. Maybe they're preparing a new bill to introduce, like what Wyoming did or what Republic of Marshall Islands did, or there's a number of places that accept Bitcoin as official currency. So I think there might be a lot more going on under my radar than I realize. That's, that's probably fair to say. I think it would be pretty cool. Talk about an evolutionary leap forward if some government out there in some, maybe it doesn't even matter if it's a tiny one, like even just a country of a few hundred thousand people, like say Iceland, for example, 600,000 people. What if they put all their transactions on chain somehow, some way in a publicly visible ledger? I mean, I'd like to say Bitcoin because I'm a bit of a maximalist that way. I think some countries might possibly balk at the volatility on there. I'm not really a supporter of stable coins, you could say, for a number of reasons, but it might happen on a stable coin faster than it does, let's say, on Bitcoin. And I don't know. I mean, that would be pretty awesome to see a country do that. I would love to see that. I think a lot of people would like to see that. I think Bology would have a lot of things to say about that. I'd certainly like to interview those leaders on the pod. I'll tell you that. If anyone listening to this episode right here now today knows of any geographical region that is even discussing shifting more into a decentralized fashion, please just reach out. Let me know. You can DM me on Twitter at MemeBrains. We'll have the links to that in the show notes here too. That would be a fascinating thing. And we got to wrap up here, but I do have one personal curiosity that jumped up when I was reading your website. You got this testimonial here from Mr. Tim Draper himself, CEO of Draper Associates. And it says, Jurors digital courts are the future of decentralized justice. This is a big statement by a big person. This is huge. And then he doesn't even stop there. He goes on to continue saying that the Jir token will be the token of justice in the new blockchain era. So this is a pretty massive endorsement. And I'm just curious, what's his involvement with Jure? How does he even know you guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eric, thanks a lot for this question. We should talk more about also the, the other topic. But when I'm called in the interviews, I love to talk about what we do. Tim is, is an amazing investor and advisor of Jure. That quote actually will be updated in the new website because we started as a dispute resolution project. We worked for years. Uh, unfortunately, we started with the bear market. So we, we worked a bit against the current uh, and the waves of the market. So somehow we resisted and we didn't give up. That's the short story. 
And we always shipped even when the budget was very limited. So we always delivered in adverse conditions. We got Tim Draper on board, both as an investor, as an advisor. I really love to work with Tim. Cool stuff. I mean, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I love to stay connected. And that sounds like a great idea. I mean, I host probably two Twitter spaces a week right now, just revolving in different groups and different people. And CityDAO would love to stay involved and stay connected with you and help you in your launch. Love to provide input. And anyone else that's listening, if you have any other input as well that you want to provide over to Alessandro, just reach out to him. You can reach him on his Twitter, which will be in the show notes to this episode. So just check out the show notes, leave us a review, please subscribe, give us that five star, the little one liner of if you like this episode, why did you like it? So just put your, you know, why did you like the episode into your one liner review? And we'll see you guys on Discord. We'll see you on Twitter spaces. You can send us a DM anytime. And thanks for listening. So we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.